podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Time to fire up the grill. Time to go to Total Wine and find the perfect flavor to pair with those burgers. Ooh, I love their beer cooler. <laughs> you love their prices even more. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more. Ese último McNugget me toca a mí porque soy la mayor. ¿Y eso qué tiene que ver? Los mayores se respetan. Eso no existe, ¿cierto, mamá? Ya. Yeah. Quédense tranquilas, aquí hay otra cajita de McNuggets. Respeto, ¿viste? El no hay rivalidad cuando hay McNuggets deal. Hay un deal para cada salida familiar en McDonald's. Compra uno de tus favoritos, como unos McNuggets de 10 piezas, una Big Mac, una Quarter Pounder with Cheese o un Fileo Fish y te llevas otro por un dólar. Por tiempo limitado, precios y participación pueden variar. Válido para un producto de igual o menor valor. We put this festival on you bastards with a lot of love. We work for one year for you pigs. Do you want to break our walls down? Do you want to destroy it? Well, you go to hell. We put this festival on you, bastards. With a lot of love. We work for one year for you, pigs. Do you want to break our walls down? Do you want to destroy it? Well, you go to hell. It's the fat back for uh, Crystal Palace won Liverpool two a hard fought win for the Reds. Um, Ian, I'm going to come to you as always because you're my favourite. Um, I'm not going to do the lineup uh, because I think it was what we probably expected. What I'm going to go to you is how important the win was that and the type of win that we got because I've heard a lot of people over the last 24 hours or so say that's the sort of win that the likes of United done for years on end. And that game yesterday was one that we pulled it out of the bag. And especially with the results today, Chelsea, I suppose. How big a win was it for you? Uh, Klopp said it in the press conference afterwards, mate. That's as big a win as a 5-0, coming from 2-1 down. Against a team who's a bit of a bulky side, primarily at Anfield. Uh, Forget what what type of results Man U get. In years gone by, Liverpool don't win those type of games. We've been accused especially by me and people on this pod, of being mentally weak for a while. It looks like it is changing, do you know what I mean? There's, there's, still, there's still things to improve. We got out of jail a bit yesterday because they've got fucking tree beard up front. But apart from that, we still have to dig it out and grind it out. And even, even at half-time when we were behind, uh, I, still, I still fancied still fancy this to get at least a draw, do you know what I mean? And a couple of years ago, I would have just thought we'd have just rolled over, like... Yeah, a couple of years ago, I think we would have. Matt, um, when you look at the game and we go behind and we get into all that as we go along, but for you, is it a sign of progression in this team that going behind away to a hostile, in a hostile enough ground, a team that's scrapping for their lives, is it a sign that this team is progressing all the time and slowly but surely getting to the level that they need to be at? Yeah, of course. Um, not only is it Palace where they wear quite a while a bit of a bogey team like but we've, we've done that three times now this season where we've gone 1-0 down to a team that defends fairly deep and does well and we've come back and won it 2-1 um, so yeah it's, it's the exact like Ian said it's the exact type of results we need to start doing if we want to get up that get up the league table because that's nine points now this season which was that would put us outside top four like so as well as the, the five twos and the six nils these are, these are just as important, like, because it's all three points. doesn't matter how it's done. Yeah, 100%. And 
doing it different ways, I suppose, is a sign of that progression I speak about and the way we can <coughs> grind out results as well as just trashing teams when, when we get into into a rhythm. Grizz, you were very nervous before the game yesterday, I believe. Um, I, I presume, I presume, come half time, that them nerves were, were even worse, ready. Nervous. I'm listen. I'm always nervous before games. I don't know what it is. It doesn't matter if we're sort of flying and we're playing brilliant football. It's just um, we give it the Bertie Big Bollock saw all week and then come sort of match day or the morning, especially. You know, it was just the the nerve. The the nervousness was because of the early the early kick off, the international week players sort of uh, the rhythm being broken. You know, because of the because of the break. So it was just. It was just one of those things. And I actually tweeted just before the game, like, I, everyone talks about progress and how Klopp's uh, making progress. Well, I said this is a, one of his biggest tests to see how far we've come because we're notoriously bad after international break away to a, a low, low, lower-leagued, lower, you know, lower-level team. And um, I, I've said before I quite enjoy these victories where we don't play amazing football and we actually uh, do a, a Chelsea or a United where we just scrape our win. So I, I find these uh, kind of victories amazingly satisfying, amazingly. Yeah, I'm the same. Um, I hate games after the international break and then I hate fucking early kickoffs. I just, I don't know what it is. Like we get the players back probably on tours, they am, am our training and everything looks like it's, it's ready to go and it's likely come out and it nearly takes us 45 minutes to get back into a rhythm that Klopp talks about. I worry about us every time we have more than a four-day break between games. Like People are going on about, oh, we've City and then we've Everton and then we've City again. I'm not worried about that. There's just plenty of games in seven days. I think we're, we're most happiest. Uh, Ian, I'm going to come back to you. Um, we start off all right, I think. Um, we're on the ball most of the time. Um, and then they get a chance. And it's Zaha, and it's that little channel down between Trent and Matip that's exposed again. Um, we t- we spoke about this a couple of weeks ago after the United game. It didn't look like any lessons were learned, did it? Like we're being targeted there, and we aren't doing anything to to you know stop it from happening. No, it's frustrating, and we may actually get away with it with City because City won't pump the ball long, so I don't think it'll really be an issue with them. But the likes of Palace, United, do you know what I mean? Your long, your, your more direct sides, they will target that. I feel a bit sorry for Trent because he's 19 years of age and at 19, what what were we doing at 19? Do you know what I mean? I know Matt was still wanking into socks. This lad's playing in the Premier League week in, week out. And he does get caught out positionally, but unfortunately for him, he hasn't got VVD stood right next to him like Robertson has on the left. He's got either Matic or Lovren and both of them are potential car crashes. Matty doesn't make as many mistakes as Lovren, but he also doesn't do as much as Lovren either. He, he proper goes missing. He's scared of the ball, do you know what I mean? He's like, he should be a fucking juggernaut. He's six foot two, he's big, he's strong. He's a fucking fanny. And I think that, that affects Trent as well. But one thing I will say about Trent, they are, they are targeting that side. And he's getting a bit of shit off people, which is uncalled for, I think. But is. His quality on the ball is fucking fantastic. He's he's possibly the most talented passer in the team. He's 19. Do you know what I mean? So, unless we learn to put one of our midfield three right in front of them and protect that avenue of the, the long ball at that avenue, which 
I'm not sure we've got a midfielder who can do that. We didn't chance at all. When Alden was playing in that position yesterday, but he's only what about fucking five foot nine. I don't know. I think we're just going to have to come to terms with that the fact that he's just going to have to man up and get on with it because I can't see Matty helping him anytime soon. Like, yeah, I agree. Um, I'm not a Matty fan. Everyone knows that, and you know the reasons why. Am I going to get back onto him in a few minutes? Matt, that chance that Zaha has, though, that's hard to say. Zaha has um, the chance that he has. I'm going to come to you because Loris Carriers makes it a really good save. He comes out, he's big, you know, he's he obviously gets into Zaha's mind a little bit and he makes the block um, impressive for Carriers, I thought. Yeah, it's good. It's another big save and another week. Um, you all know what I'm He's come to me, yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's just doing it every week now. But he's pulling out big saves. Um, I, I always thought he would. Uh, I'm, I'm so happy he's proven everyone wrong. He's still not getting um, the plaudits he deserves, I don't think, from uh, a lot of the media. Maybe more he is from us and as fans. But yeah, that goes in. from you <laughs> all the time. Uh, that goes in. It, it changes the game, doesn't it? It's it's, it's terrible. Uh, but yeah, talking before about the the peno, I know you're probably going to come to it, but I, I'm happy with my play, my uh, keeper being a brave bastard and coming for everything. He, he probably looking back, he probably shouldn't have come for that one. But fuck it, if you know your keeper's coming, it, it's a lot easier to de- to defend in front of it. Like, um, so yeah, he's just he's just doing it every every week now, and I'm well happy. Um, Grizz well, I'll stick with you on the chance um, <clears throat> I think Zaha should score I, but I think I think that Carriers does very well but like we said we go back to the United game a couple of weeks ago and we're not learning from these, this channel being being really exploited and there we have United and now we have this one earlier on in the game and we still don't learn from it what would you do what would you do in this case with you can't blame Trent on his own, I don't think. What would you What would you be asking the defenders to do if you can clearly see that this is a target for opposition opposition teams all the time? You know, it's it's funny because do you remember the amount of shit Lovren got for um, trying to attack the ball when there was no need to attack it, right? Or a lot of people were saying, sort of, um, you know, he should have he should have sort of fouled him, right? And Ian made a great point earlier about Matip does nothing. So if you watch that, if you watch the incident again for the first goal, I mean, no, 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 don't go near the first goal yet. I want to. I, want no, to I just want to. I just, I just want to quickly say because it's true. Matip does nothing. And go into it. Just sort of, go into a quiz. Do it. No, no, it, oh, it, it annoys annoys the <laughs> shit out of me about how easy it is to sort of get into that and. We're all on the clock bandwagon, but you know you said because it's, I'm, I'm sort of coming back to your point about you know what how 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 would we address it? And I think at some point we have to blame Klopp for that because he should have known the only way they're going to sort of their main strength will be Zaha and Benteke targeting Matip and and Trent on that side. I, I, you know from a basic point of view, where you asked what would you do from a basic point of view, you double up. You put a shield in front of him, and that's a basic layman sort of football manual from a football manual. You know, you double up, you put a man in front, and you make sure that your centre back is tight on him. And then you also make sure your uh, your vivid centre back, right, is aware that he could win it 
And did he just call Van Dyke vivid? It's shorthand, man. We haven't got time to go through his letters and names, right? Full name. All right. So is, these are basic layman's sort of uh, uh, strategies that you put into place. It was so easy. And we didn't learn from that first, as you said, from the, the Zaha uh, chance where Carius makes a fluky save. We just didn't learn from it. Fluky because I think well, pa- Palace are shite. Well, we shouldn't, be put, stick, we shouldn't be sticking a man, like three men back. It's no, Palace. Our, it's our midfield not, should be looking at attacking, not thinking about defending. It's three men for two, Gav, uh, Matt. It's, 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 but they're it's, absolute it's, shite. It's, it's we, trend covering. I'm glad Klopp doesn't have that mentality, you know. It's, it's trend covering. Um, uh, Hendo as your DM sort of shielding and your Matt it or your or your or your vivid marking. So it's three marking two. That's not <laughs> over. That's, that's, <laughs> He's a prick, isn't he? That's yeah. that's not over defensive. That's basic yeah. common common sense. That's not that's not being defensive, Matt. That's not that sort of. Sh- it's just basic common sense. You you always have the a spare man. And Benteke's shite. Why are we sticking two people on him? The, the, team, not, the, not, the team for me... Well, is, he wins that header and then he, well, then he causes havoc. Like team, he does because that's team. all he's good at. They yeah, only did score the penalty. It was only a penalty. Like. You didn't see the he game. He didn't game. cause any they, other trouble. They did. Oh, yes, they did. Right, well, look, I'll tell you what. Um, the thing for me is when I, when I looked at the Palace <clears> team yesterday, they had a good few players back from injury. Like Going back a couple of weeks ago, I think four or five of them weren't even in the team. The, their injury record or their, the amount of players out injured was unbelievable for um it was it was ridiculous the amount of players they had out but they got a few players back there yesterday but Zaha was had only come back for one game I think before the international break um and I think he scored in it but he was still 50-50 for that game yesterday and it was quite clear from the lineup that they were going to go up and take they were going to look for him in the air and they were going to look for Zaha often Zaha was never going to last the game um at the pace he he wants to be at um and it showed in the second half, I think. But look, let's get on to the goal. Um, it's 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 a carbon copy of the United goal. Um, in the build-up, although this one comes to a penalty, Ian, it's a long ball. Um, and for me, Trent should be closer to the centre half if the centre half was there, because Matip, if you watch him, goes ten, fifteen yards with Benteke. He's he's up Benteke's hole. And then Benteke decides to move three yards inside and Matip watches him go inside and challenge for a ball where it's standing still, Jordan Henderson. And the ball is in that channel again. Um, we're just not learning that lesson now, Ian. And as much as Matt would say, well, I don't want Klopp to have that thing. If we do something really simple, we cut out, let's be honest, 50 to 60% of any chances the teams are going against us. Yeah. Uh, do you know what? you know what our team lacks? Someone who just loves to defend. Do you know what I mean? That's his job. He doesn't. He can't pass. You know, we had Carragher done it for years. Mascherano done it before him. Someone who just takes joy in fucking other people's days up. Do you know what I mean? And we lack that. Henderson's better with the ball at his feet. Matty is probably better with the ball at his feet. Do you know what I mean? Trent is certainly better with the ball at his feet. So in that area there that you've just talked about, that top left, yeah, top left position. All three, not all three players there that are involved in that. They're all footballers first and foremost. There's no grok there. There's no one who's going to rough up Benteke or just stand in his way. Just real basic defending. Do you know what I mean? Stand on his fucking foot. Do anything. There's a hundred things you can do when you're marking a fella who's bigger and stronger than you. You know what I mean? Just give him a little nudge as he jumps up. Just real, you know, like little dark hearts that we don't seem to, or a lot of our players don't seem to possess. They're going to keep. They're going to keep attacking that area. I think 
when when you've got two fullbacks, I like to see them tucked right in when the ball's coming long. Do you know what I mean? Be be a really tight unit of four or at least three. You know, almost yeah. like we went for a while. We went to like three centre backs, didn't we? When Gomez was at right back, he'd switch and we go to three. I think that that negates that. But then, if you if you listen to what Matt said, he's he's right to a point. Do you know what I mean? Was that your was that your orange juice? No, it wasn't his orange juice. It's the phone that he's trying to balance nearly. the gravity. No, no, no it, was, <laughs> but, it was both. My, it was nearly my phone on tomorrow. Oh, see, that's such, like, ah, such a pity. But. Uh, I don't know what I was saying now because I'm fucking numb nuts there. You how right yeah. I was about Carriers. Yeah, that's right. Uh, <laughs> no, we ain't, we ain't saying about Carriers. I was saying, in a way, I understand why Klopp doesn't change change our system or whatever to, against someone like Palace because we should be more proactive against a team like that. Do you know what I mean? But in the same instance, if they weren't dog shit, they'd have scored three or four goals against us yesterday through long balls. Do you know what I mean? So Klopp, as for all his quality and you won't find a bigger fan of him than me. He still needs to, you know what I mean? He can't be that arrogant to think, fuck you, we've got better players than you. You've still got to put something in place. But for, it comes down that channel. Carrius makes a mistake and comes with it. He shouldn't come. If you come, you've got to get it. doesn't get it. Clips the man. It's bollocks because Zaha's already had a shot and he's never going to catch the ball if Carrius doesn't touch him anyway. But in the in the real laws of the game, it's a pen, isn't it? Shit, um, what's pen? Yeah. Gab doesn't think it is. No, I don't. Uh, I'll get on to that now in a minute. Um, you touched on something there, Ian, though, about, you know, or a carrier shouldn't come. And, yeah, OK, we shouldn't change our tactics for shy teams like Crystal Palace. I'm not saying change our tactics. I'm just saying, if we look at this and we say, right, OK, Palace aren't going to outplay us. They're probably not going to get it behind us. Nobody's interested in attacking Robertson and Van Dijk because they're not getting any change. So if we're sitting down and look at this, we're saying, right, what are they going to do? They're going to hit our Benteke and they're going to look probably to get Zaha in the inside left or out, outside left channel. That's what they're going to do. I'm not asking for a change in tactics. I'm just no, asking. I'm... All I'm asking is your defender, you either goes with him and wins the ball. And if he doesn't win the ball, your full-back pulls <coughs> in into nearly a centre-half position. And if the ball goes wide, it's fine. We can cover it. Or secondly, you say to the centre-half, you stay where you fucking are. If he goes 15 yards in towards the middle of that pitch, one of our centre midfielders should have the, the ability to turn and say, oh, hold on, he's mine, and I'm going to not win it. I'm just asking to compete because we're constantly left with one ball from a keeper flicked by a centre-half and a guy is in on goal. That's the issue I have with it. As much as it used to be slated, Lucas used to do it. Lucas would stand on his towels and say... Stand right in front of him and yeah. he'd obstruct his run anyway. And Lucas was quite good in the air anyway for the size. But even if he couldn't win it, he'd break his, his path, do you know what I mean? So he, he wouldn't win it as easy. I'm not saying change the tactics. I agreed with Matt to a point, but then I also said Klopp's got to stop being arrogant as well, do you know what I mean? It, it's, it's a problem that's reoccurring against these shit dog long ball sides. So either he fixes it or I think it's only a positional thing for, for literally for kickouts or long free kicks. I think it's just just Absolutely adapt, adapt, adapt to this and say, you're going to take this guy because this is where he's going to go, or you're going to take him. And if, if the defender comes and takes him, the defence reacts appropriately, or the defence stays where it was. The midfielder should, should be on him from goal kicks, not the defender. Yeah, but if, you, if Benteke can move three yards inside and get a jump on a... On a <coughs> Henderson that's from a stand and start because Henderson is looking going Matip has him Matip has him and then when the ball comes if you watch Henderson nearly looks as if and then realise what's going on Matip is nowhere 
when the ball's flicked on Matt, there's nowhere. But look, we'll move on a little bit. Um, there's a couple of questions coming in on Periscope about Klein and Trent and stuff like that. We will get to that because we're going to discuss CE in a, in a little bit. Uh, Matt, uh, penalty or no penalty, what do you reckon? Yeah, it's 100% a penalty. Takes him out. Okay. It's the laws of the game. You, I don't know how you're trying to say it isn't. I, I think you're fucking weird. I am weird, but I'll, I'll explain that weirdness now in a minute. Uh, Chris, <clears throat> penalty or not? Yes, yeah, a penalty, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't dismiss your opinion like Matt's just dismissed your opinion. I can see where where you can say Zaha got there. It doesn't affect anything after that. I'm, I'm with kind of Ian where where I think yeah, it's, it's, you have to go according to the laws of the game. So you've got to give it, but it's not. I can, I can definitely see some refs not giving that. And Ian, you think it's a penalty as well, a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Shit, it doesn't affect the game yeah. in any way. But if you go, you've got to get there. There's um, nothing else Carriers can do once he's there. You know, it's, you can criticise the decision. Once he's there, he doesn't sort of take mm. him out, make a movement to take him out, sort of an extra movement. It's just natural uh, physics. Yeah, it's a collision. Yeah. It's a collision. Yeah. It's physics. You see, the way I looked at it was, and this is where right, this is where the weirdness kicks in, right? Um, go on, Gary. I love the way Grizz is going into <laughs> physics and all. It's fucking mad. <laughs> um, right. The ball goes through. I think Carriers is right to come out for it. I think if he stays on his line, I think he gives Zaha plenty of time to score. He comes out, he makes himself big. I think he's all right coming out. I'm all right with that. If Zaha touches the ball around him with the intention of going around him and Carriers makes himself big and hits him, it's a penalty all day. But the, my point to it is, Zaha plays the ball past Carrius, makes a bollocks of a puts it about four yards wide, and then continues his progression into Carrius while Carrius is trying to make himself big and make a save. For me, I don't think it's a penalty. I think it's just a collision. But having said that, listen to you, yeah, I can understand why it's being given because a player's in on goal. It's been given because it's a penalty. No, it's yeah, but that's your opinion, and you can't tell someone that their opinion is wrong, Matt. You know that. But yours is wrong on this occasion. Okay, Matt. Well, I think you're weird too. <laughs> um, I'd agree with that. For me, for me, it's not a penalty because I think he gets a shot away, and well after the shot is hit in in real time, a collision happens. A collision happens because a keeper is not going for the player. He's trying to make himself as big as he can by jumping, and he ha- happens to hit the player. But look, we we could we could disagree on it all night. Quick question for you, lads: Zaha at Liverpool. What would you make of it? Yes or no, Matt? Us to take him? Yeah. I, I wouldn't want him as the main backup to the front three, but I'd have him. Okay, Grizz, would you have him in the, in their squad next season, Zaha? Oh yeah, all day long. Yeah, I'd take Zaha. Yeah, Ian, Klopp I want better than him. Club would do wonders with him. Yeah, I think so as well, Ian. Yeah, and I've been a big fan of him for for years. I thought he was dog shit yesterday, but like you said, he's just been coming back from injury. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think it, I think he shot in the second half. Ian, I think I think I think the more the game went on, I wanted him to stay on. If you know what I mean, because I knew Trent would carry on bombing forward, and I knew he would tire and not be able to keep up with Trent for ninety minutes. So even though we, were, you know, Trent had that dodgy sort of opening half an hour, or whatever, where Zaha kept nipping inside. I knew if Trent keeps his head down like he does, and the good kid that he is, and keeps and doesn't let it affect his game. The beauty of Trent is he's, his confidence never dips in games. He still, as Ian says, tries those passes, and he's a wonderful technician. And I knew he'd sort of cause mayhem as the game wore on, and, and so it proved. So, all in agreement, we would have Zaha at Liverpool next season. I, I don't think... There's a better player outside the top six than Zaha. 
I think he's, he's good enough. Yeah, I think he's good enough to be playing for a much bigger. He went to United too early. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, he went to. You got to remember, he's playing under Hodgson in a crap team with absolute no intent on sort of attacking. I mean, you can say Johan Kebab maybe is a semi semi sort of, you know, Kebab's on my mind again, isn't it? Yeah. But you know what I mean, right? So Andy, Te- look. I know we're going to come to Robertson later, but Andrew Townsend, we've got to give a shout out to Robertson, how he sort of, Andrew uh, Andrew Townsend's not a bad, not a bad winger, but Zaha's got, he is a bad, he is a bad winger. Don't you love the way he says, I know we're going to come to him later, but fuck it, I'm going to talk about it for eight minutes anyway. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, fuck. That's what he does. M- moving on. Yeah. I'm trying to move on for the last five minutes. I asked you about Zaha, and you've given me a whole rundown of fucking Trent's game. So we'll we leave that when we get to context. <laughs> yeah, context. <clears throat> um, right, I want to touch on something else from the fourth <laughs> half, and it's um, it's uh, oh, how do I put this? Mane, right? Let's let's talk about him. Um, it's another contentious decision. Um, he actually gets in the way of a good header from Van Dijk. Uh, I don't know. It, it's on target. I, don't, I think the keeper might get to it and he tries to redirect it. Um, I think he plays quite well, Manny, uh, throughout the game before he's taken off. I think he's he's always alert. He looks to be going forward all the time. His confidence looks back. His touch looks better. But, Matt, um, we were talking about this before we came on air again. And um, he goes down in the box. And yeah, he dives. He dives. He, he gets a yellow card, Matt. So... You've answered the question, but I'll ask it again. Was it a dive for you, or should it have been a penalty? It's 100%. Um, contact doesn't equal a foul. He touches him, but he doesn't touch him enough to knock him over like that, and then he dives afterwards. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm sound with him getting a yellow card for it and it not being a penalty. Okay. Uh, Grizz, when it comes to that decision, is it a penalty for you? Um Matt reckons he dives. Does he dive to show that there's being contact? What, what, what did you mm. make of it in real time mm. and then when you're seeing it back? Because let, let me tell you, Danny Murphy said on Match of the Day last night that, no, it's definitely a dive. Look at the delay. But Danny Murphy was watching this in super slow-mo, so I don't think he realises mm. that when it's in slow-mo, that delay is a bit more. You know the kind of yeah. But yeah, what, did yeah, you, yeah. what did you make of it? I, I think, I think um, the penalty decision could have gone either way. I don't actually think the ref gets a clear view of it. If you watch it again, he actually looks to his linesman to make a decision. And the linesman, again, as, as per normal, only make decision against us, it seems, you know, never for us. So there is definite contact. He's in his right to feel that contact and make the most of it as 90% of the forwards do and should. I just think he's a bit dumb with his delayed reaction and the way he does it. Right? Do you think that's a foul, though? Do you think it's enough contact? Yeah. yeah touching someone isn't a foul. If, if not, I, I get you. But touching someone does no way constitute giving them a yellow card for diving, though. Because diving, the original yellow for diving was when there's n- it's pure simulation and there's no contact. Mm-hmm. I think the ref just sort of... No, I, I see that. Get, I, I don't know why. If there's contact, don't give the penalty, but don't fucking give him a yellow. You're just being a knob to give him a yellow. He's just being extra. It was the way he went down. That's why he's it's, done it. Yeah, that's why I said. That's Marnie's fault for being... He hasn't again, fallen. Not, he's jumped, again, hasn't he? again, what Ian said, not in tune, like, he's not very accustomed to the dark arts because someone like Ali or Kane get that penalty because they do it in such a way, dive in such a way, feel the contact, 
you know, it's the way he does it, I think, that sort of makes the referee think, ah, he's a dive. But there's definitely contact, and you've definitely seen them given. There's no way... Was it who's that uh, ref afterwards? Did anyone see a BT Sport that said no ref would have given that? Plenty of referees would have given that as a manager. Probably O'Leary, wasn't it? Dermot O'Leary. Dem- that's it. Dermot Gallagher. Dermot Gallagher. Dermot O'Leary. Yeah. I'd have him on the Who's Dermot O'Leary? Jesus. I'm Simon Cowell was refereeing the match yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Dermot O'Leary was on commentary. Dermot O'Leary. <laughs> You've been around this, you've been around this Irish match, Jesus. Before I, before I get Ian's thoughts on it, I'll, I'll give you mine, right? It's a penalty. And I'll tell you why. The defender goes to ground, um, he slides in, he goes for the ball, he doesn't hit the ball, he hits Mane. Matt, I'll take your point that he over-exaggerated. I don't for a minute think there's a delayed reaction. I think he's well in his right. But I go back to United away, um, where Salah is put in, and he's being absolutely manhandled. And the calls after the game was, go down, go down, go down if you want the penalty. Mane mm. can't stand there, get a kick in the ankle, and stand and point to his ankle and go, ref, he's kicked me. He's never getting a fucking penalty. That's just the way the game is. I think it's a penalty all day long. Um, and I'm in that humour today where I want all decisions for Liverpool. But that's just the way I am. Um, Danny Murphy talked absolute bollocks on, on match today last night. And then Shearer went and talked even worse bollocks. Um, but Ian, I'll give you the last word. Now. Penalty for you, yes or no? Uh, no, he goes down. If he goes down immediately after the contact, then he's, yeah. he gets it. But he goes down in instalments, doesn't he? It is possible. Have you ever stumped your toe? It doesn't hurt for about three seconds. Possible that it fucking hurt him. But nah, taking taking me Liverpool glasses off. Nah, he goes down too late. But booking him's a disgrace because you, you're booking him for theatrics. Not he's it's not a dive. He's gone down theatrical because he's been touched. But as for Danny Murphy and Alan Shearer, mate, you won't go far wrong with doing the exact opposite of whatever those two fucking right said Fred Fricks say on, on Match of the Day. They're just dog shit. Right, sir. No, but you see, what, I, just could, dog shit. what I couldn't get over with was Danny Murphy was using a slow-mo camera to, to, to explain <laughs> the delay, right? And if you watch it in real time, I don't think there's much of a delay. And then Shearer says it's a contact sport, but he's the same guy that was all about covered Lewin's penalty at Anfield because there was contact. So he's, he's talking absolute shit. Um, I probably have got. Mate, if, he, if he was English, if he was English, they'd back it. But he's not, so they don't. You know, when when Harry Kane goes down, or Deli Ali, or when Gerard used to do it, or Rooney used to do it, they, they just say that they're being cute. Do you know what I mean? And they're, and they're picking up, they're picking up the chicks from like the foreigners who've done yeah, it for they're years. Playing, they're playing the game that the foreigners have played for years. Yeah, but yeah. now it's gone that much <laughs> the other way that the English almost get a free run of doing it, and like it's it's. Johnny Foreigner is cheating. You know what I mean? yeah. My only my only question to to it would be if you take Salah away at United and he's getting fouled and he doesn't go down, he doesn't get a penalty. Mane gets fouled for me yesterday and he's fouled. And listen, if he goes down immediately, we're all sitting here going, or immediately as people like to put it, we're all saying it's a penalty because there's contact in the box and the player doesn't get the ball after going to the ground, right? So if you stand on your feet, you don't get a penalty. If you go down and you don't do it quick enough, you don't get a penalty. Where do we start giving fucking penalties here? Oh, what, well, what, it wasn't it, a penalty then? You no, know, it is a penalty, Matt, because he's in the box, the guy went to ground and goes for the ball, <clears> doesn't hit the ball and, t- and makes contact with the player. You're thinking, you're assuming though that contact equals a foul and it doesn't... No, 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 no,
contact doesn't equal foul, but contact when you've missed the ball, gone to ground in the penalty and you've missed the tackle, that constitutes a foul, uh, Matt. To me, that looked like he tapped him. He hardly touched him. <laughs> yeah, but he's, that's, he, my, he, that's my he, view on it. He, catch, he catches yeah. him on a stand and foot. He catches a stand and foot. With a sliding tackle. Mm. Yeah, but if he, put, if he caught him hard, he would have moved the foot. His foot didn't move, and then that's why he had to jump down. Yeah, but all I'm saying is, what's what's the parameters now for penalties? Like, let's be honest about it. The contact is made there yesterday. What does Mane need to do? Does he need to stay on his feet and point it out <laughs> to the referee? Or does he need to go down in a better way? That no, because it's not a penalty. Up? Contact doesn't equal a penalty. So... What, what you're saying then is that player is allowed to slide in and make contact with a player and we won't give a penalty? If he if he hits him with a reasonable amount, <clears throat> reasonable amount of force... Then so yeah, I'm at force, yeah. So I, I, physics. I think, Are we getting yeah, to physics again? <laughs> we're getting right into physics here. Oh, I just think he taps him. That's, that's my only reason. I think he taps him. I don't think it's hard at all. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, OK, I'll take that. Yeah, I'll take that argument. I, I'll still stand yeah, by I think it's a penalty. Um... Okay, take this one out because Stephen Kingsbury's just mentioned would VAR have given that <laughs> the fourth ref VAR. Uh, go, go, go around one by one. Would VAR have so given yeah, that? If I've seen it. Happens, I've seen it, and I still don't think it's penal. I've yeah. seen that, and I do. It depends on on the fourth whoever the fourth referee is. If it's that fucking, if it's Damn him, my lady. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Simon Cowell, <laughs> it, it fucking. You know what I mean? If Damon O'Leary's the fourth referee, he'll say no. It, it was it was just a weird one. It wasn't cut and dried either way. Do you know what I mean? To Buckham was very harsh. I thought. I think I think seventy five percent of referees give that on VAR. But you see, the thing is, Ian. Yeah, if 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 he goes because they look at because you know why, Gav? They look at book, contact. No, you, you have to open you see because. If he's gone down in the box and we're all saying it's delayed and the, or a few of us are saying it's delayed and theatrical, it's either, you know what I mean, it's a penalty or he's acting the bollocks, one or the other. So if he is acting it and, you know, trying to get himself, he's simulating. But it's not simulation. There's contact, so it's not simulation in my book. But look, we'll look I'll move on, I'll move on. Um, we go in at half-time and uh, we're 1-0 down. And I thought there was a, a massive change to Liverpool in the second half. And the biggest one for me was... Trent um, had a tough time against Zaha, but I think Trent, for me, was under the instruction, you need to get forward or forward, you need to get this fella and you need to push him right back up the pitch and we'll deal with that in behind you. Grizz, um, were you happy with the start we made in the second half because it looked we looked at way more intense, our passing looked a lot sharper and especially our full-backs were further up the pitch and pinning them in. Were you confident then when you seen this going on? I know we scored early in the second half, but were you confident with that as we started out second half? Definitely, you can see you could see the change in tempo in our passing. The intent was there in the first half. You know, it was again with that the early fixture, we we couldn't get going. Our, our, our actual physical levels seemed a bit down. You know, our normal high octane levels. It wasn't the same. Um, I thought James Milner played a big part in that second half. I thought James Milner really, really was uh, significant in, in the improvement in the second half. Because I, I, even though he has got maybe the physical attributes that some others have, he's got a very astute, clever, clever football brain. And I think he made a very big difference in that second half. Also, I know we, Mane had a, a nod-type game, but that was, for me, Mane coming back to his mm. best. And, and as you said, Robertson and Trent, it looked like they were sort of 20, uh, 10, 20 yards pushed on further forward. 
And I think that comes with sort of their, their team tiring as well, because even though we weren't hurting them, we did keep the ball for quite a bit of period, uh, even in that first half. And as you know, well, as maybe you don't know, but chasing, chasing, chasing a football rather than having possession of it tires you out. And, you know, we do tend to grow into games. We do tend to get stronger and fitter because our fitness levels are, you know, we're we're far fitter than, um, so Matt's Matt's mate tells us, that the team is far fitter than than most teams. And I knew we were going to come strong. So that second half tempo totally, totally changed the game. I I knew once we get that equaliser earlier on, we could go and push push on for the winner. This is exactly what happened. I was happy with the the tempo at the start of the second half. I will caveat that way. I thought the midfield was atrocious. Um, I thought there was no drive in the midfield. I thought we were very, although the passing improved, I thought we were static at times. And there was nobody really pushing it to, to, to get us where we needed to be in the game and imposing themselves on the game. But Matt, in fairness, um, I'm probably contradicting myself a little bit because Milner is the is the main man for this equaliser. Um, he managed to get himself in around the box. A nice interchange with Firmino and it's a good ball and a good finish by Mane. Um it was a great time to get that goal, wasn't it? We didn't let them settle for 15, 20 minutes of the second half where it starts to get a bit desperate. We really got on it and made sure we got ourselves back in the game as quick as possible. Yeah, it's what we had to do, isn't it? Um, we, whenever you're pressuring a team like that, you need to make it count. Uh, Mane's been quietly brilliant since January, I think. He's mm. been absolutely fantastic. I was just adding his goals up then. He's got eight goals since January. That's really? unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah that's... yeah. I'm made up for him because he was getting he was getting shit and I thought he was just unwarranted um, and I think it was just because we had Salah doing so well he's kind of been overlooked a bit but yeah I'm made up he's got enough one Jimmy Milner yeah he's, he's he, he will always have that in him to get into them situations and help out but just ha- one assist doesn't make a, a good game and our, our midfield have been bad for a while now um, it's a big worry we need to I know Kais is going to do it uh, come in in the summer and help improve it, but we need to make a couple more signings than just him. Because uh, yeah, it, it's now the worst part of our team, our midfield, and we've it's been pretty stagnant for weeks. Um, they just there's a bunch of lads there, who are big lads, they run around, they get about, but there's just no forward drive. There's no there's no Coutinho. There's no like, nice little passing or anything like. That Genie's not doing it anymore. Chan's off the boil. Uh, Hendo and Melnu are. We know what they are. Uh, yeah, so the, the midfield's a big worry for me. Like, yeah, it's a worry for me too. I think it's like I know Jan is staying because you keep telling me, but I think um, when he goes, um, we'll still need two or three. Um, Ian, I know you're nodding your head there, going, "There's no way he stays." I'm, I'm fully on board with you with that. Um, it's done. Ian, <laughs> it's done. Ian, let's get on to. Um, touch on this goal a bit more um, the thing that impressed me most about it was the the interchange was good with Firmino and Milner but I love the way Mane who's meant to you know who's meant to be left side of that tree and all of a sudden he's, he's literally centre forward and it's a proper centre forward finish and as Matt said you can't argue with that guy's form since since January and the, probably the only blight on the season in fairness to him is the Everton thing where he didn't pass it for me I think that was blown out of all proportion and it's kind of clouded people's judgment of him this season, along with Salah, obviously. Uh, I mean, the goal's a bit of a blur to me. I will caveat that by saying I'd only had one okay all day and I was feeling really lightheaded during the game. So I weren't even hungover or nothing. I think I'm just starved of calories. 
But yeah, Milner does well. Gets a, uh, Mane gets across and he finishes it like a striker. I'll, I'll go as far to say I think Mane's playing the best football of his Liverpool career right now. He may come through a bit of a he come through a bit of a tricky put, tricky, tricky batch where his every like his second touch was a tackle. Do you know what I mean? Uh, but I think he's been outstanding. It, it, against Watford, he didn't get hardly any credit because of the goals from Salah. I thought Mane was world-class against Watford. But he was easily our, our most dangerous attacking player yesterday. He's, he's always got it in him to be fucking a bit of a nut job, hasn't he? Like he he's liable, Mane, to kick it in the nuts as he is to to score a 25-yard header. Do you mean? He's, got, he's got that unpredictability about him. But... Yeah, I think he's playing the best football since he's been at Liverpool. And anyone who says he isn't, I just compared him too much to the freak we've got on the other wing. Yeah, I think he has been overshadowed by him. And, and he had a great season yeah. last night, Mane, or last season because Mane, because of the pace he had. And we looked a bit one pace before we signed him. And he just brought this massive burst. And then, you know, we, he's missing for the African... Was, oh, no, he wasn't. He was, he was injured, wasn't he? Oh, no, he's gone to the African nations. I can't remember. One or the other. And last year. Last year yeah, he went to the African nations. Yeah. And, and, and then struggled. he got injured at the end. Correct, yeah. And we, he struggled. I think he got an injury against Everton in the derby and was missing for a good few weeks. But um, I, I'd nearly agree with you there, Ian. I, I think it's, it's his all-round game, you know. It, and like you said, you have Salah on the other side. It's just fucking out of this world. We get on to him now in a minute. But I think his all-round game for Mane has really, really improved. Um, Mate, you're right. He's developing. He's dropping into the number 10 position a lot. Yeah. And his, his, his distribution, he plays one pass yesterday with the outside of his foot. Like he's just Ooh. playing in the back garden with his kids. Goes yeah. right does, it go, does it go out to Trent, is it? Yeah, he's he, flying he, he, st- he literally stuns a ball. Like you'd see, and, and he stands yeah. it across the pitch. It's unreal. It's unreal. I've been saying for a while... It's hard, it's hard to argue at the minute because Salah's scoring every game. But I think Mane's got a lot more to his game than Salah. Salah has got like maybe two or three things to his game, but he's world-class. I think Mane could drop into a different position later on in his career and play a different position. I, I couldn't think, see Salah. I Do you think, know what I mean? I think Klopp, like we all talked about Klopp as preferred thing at Dortmund was a 4-2-3-1. And I wouldn't be surprised that this thing where you see Mane dropping into number 10, I wouldn't be surprised if you've seen him in a tree behind the striker in the future, you know, where someone else could play left and he could play centrally behind him because of that pace and that drive he has. And he just looks yeah. like he's developing that sort of sort of game where he's not using his pace as much, but he is using his intelligence. And, and I suppose that burst over five, ten yards, that gets him away. Ma, um, he's, not, he's, not a good, he's not as good a finisher as Salah, that's the thing. Mm. Salah, Salah's got more of a striker's instinct, but Mane's got everything else. He's a, he's a better, I think he's a better footballer than Salah. <laughs> That makes sense. Yeah, I know. I do know what you're saying because we've had this discussion before, and I do yeah. know what you're saying. Um, but like, if you look at Salah when he started, like if you go back to when he played for Ball, Chelsea, Fiorentina, and then all of a sudden at Roma, he explodes into this player that looks like he's he's learning how to be a centre forward while playing at wide. If if that makes sense to you, and sure, look, if he can do that, man, he can easily do it from a wide position coming in centrally and and being able to open teams up and. And again, using that pace that through the middle where you can get away from players and, and the whole pitch opens up for you. Matt, the game goes on. Um, <clears throat> we have a bit of a, a tricky period where we, we give Benteke two chances um, and they're all around him. The first one is Milner hitting a very loose pass into the centre of the park. And the second one, surprisingly, is Van Dijk trying to be a little bit too cute when he's literally the last man. But um, first of all, how the fuck do we get 30 million back for Benteke? That's my first question to you, Matt. And second of all, let's skip straight to this goal. 
Um, no, sorry. First question, how did he get 30 million for Ben Teke? And second of all, how the fuck did Mane stay on the pitch for just picking the ball up because he wasn't happy that he didn't get a free? So I'll give you them two questions first. Well, first of all, it's because Michael Edwards is a director of football extraordinaire. Genius, and a, yeah. a great person in his air-conditioned offices. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> no, I mean... <laughs> fucking, we just robbed him, didn't we? Fucking absolute <laughs> bastards. Thirty million for him. Uh, we, we were really lucky. He was shy yesterday because um, he can't. We've seen him against us. He he's ruined us in the past. Um, so we we were lucky about how shy they were. Uh, what was your second question? How did he not get sent off, Manny? Because it was quite oh, yeah. obvious he should have been because he was whipped well, about fucking forty seconds yeah, later. I think the the refs had a little look at half time and thought I was really harsh on that dive. I'm not going to give him a second one. Um, now do you know what with, with uh, situations like that I know it's a yellow but you kind of have to use your judgement a little bit because sending him off, him off for that is really harsh for, for them two yellows if he was to go that would be really harsh so I think the, the ref's actually done something good there and used his better judgement and said I'm not going to give him it I'll just have a word of him and, and, and it was the right thing to do I believe I don't think he should have gone Chris um, <laughs> Mane thinks he should have a free he goes down picks the ball up and says no fuck that that's air free, and then realizes it's not. Um, there had to be a huge sigh of relief on the Liverpool bench because they literally went, right, uh, we got away with that, get him off the fucking pitch before anything else fucking happens. Because I think literally, if he'd have looked sideways at a player after that, he was getting the red, wasn't he? And that's all because all that happened because the referee was crap. Even that decision went our way. Even though it went our way, But he didn't give it because he's a crap referee. Mm-hmm. And even though I don't think he should have given the first one, sort of for the first yellow, it was just a those two incidents. If they constituted a red card, it probably would have been one of the worst red cards ever given. But but yeah, it, I just think we were lucky that the referee was crap. They didn't give that decision because any other referee sort of gives that gesture and gives a yellow card because like that's a blatant yellow card. Uh, do you like my gestures, my my the, the way I'm describing it with yeah. visual sort of hand, yeah? yeah. So like the referee was listening tomorrow. The download will really appreciate that. Oh, but you know what I mean. The referee would have said, "Look, you've picked up the ball. It's a blatant yellow." And I expected that. And I think Klopp alluded it to in his press conference where he said, "I thought he's gone. I thought that's a, a second yellow card." But thank fuck, we had a, a shit referee who didn't do it. Right. I'm gonna give Ian full shout on Mo Salah. Um, and a little mention for Andy Robertson where we're at. Um, the goal comes, I think it's Chamberlain, breaks down the inside right, clips it across, great ball back across from Robertson, nice and controlled. And Salah decides, I'll make sure of this, takes a touch when everything else is manic around him and slots it away. And it's now 37 goals in 41 or 42 games. Um, he's all right, Ian, isn't he? It's not bad, is he? He's not bad. But you know what? That's all. I mean, he's in form and his confidence and it helps that it was Sacco. See, Sacco trying fucking done an army dive and tried to jump on a grenade to stop it going in. He's a fucking dog shit, honestly. But a massive shout out to Andy Robertson there. Massive. There's about maybe two or three left backs in world football who play that pass and don't swat it across. Like, with, if that goes to Alberto Moreno, he is hitting that with everything he's got. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And it's probably going up over the bar. You've seen him do it 50 times. Jordi Alba smashes it. I think maybe Marcelo at Madrid and maybe one other random I can't think of would actually take the time to place that across, show some composure and place it across. I can't pick Andy Robertson up enough, mate. He's fucking unreal how good he is at the minute. 
The, it comes to Salah. He doesn't. As someone who's not informed, he snatch at that with his favoured left foot as well. He doesn't, like I say, Sacco's dog shit. He turns inside and he just finishes it. He's got about seven goals with his right foot this season. And you can clearly see that his right foot is dog shit. That's how good he is. Do you know what I mean? But it's all about Andy Robertson for me. Special shout out to uh, the Dorito Monsters' favourite player, Sacco, who is dog shit. Yeah, I think he, you could claim he's that fall for both goals yesterday. He loses. I think he loses. Without shadow of Oh, yeah, he does, yeah. And then the second one, he's just put on his arse by Salah. And, like, 84 minutes in, and to have the coolness, just to take that touch. And, like, yeah, we're going on about his right foot, in, and people have claimed that he has no right foot. Get him onto his right foot, and you're fine. I think he's shown now that he's actually taking them touches in, in the box that gives him that extra space where he's just slotting. He's just slotting yeah. goals away now. He's not having to lash them or plenty of power behind them. Ma- you see, with some, some, sorry, someone like Mane can hit 25-yard shots with both feet. You'll never see Salah hit a 25-yard effort with his right foot. But when he's in and around the penalty area, he's composed enough to, to try and place it in, do you know what I mean? Or just get, he's got enough in him to get it over the line. Whereas Mane can hit with either foot from 25 yards. I don't think Salah's got it in him with his right. It'll be a bit of a swinger. Yeah, it probably is. Um, Ma, um we're talking about Salah every week, so I just want to touch on something Ian was going on there about, and it's it's Andy Robertson. I've seen tweets from Crystal Palace fans today saying um, you have to hand it to Andy Robertson. The guy is unbelievable. That's from Crystal Palace fans watching the game yesterday. Um, how good can this fella get if he keeps going? Like, is he the sort of player you think he could be there eight, eight nine, ten years because he's and com- continue to get better? Are we just seeing a guy running on, not adrenaline, but he's, he's kind of riding the crest of a wave and he might level off? What what do you think? Well, yeah, you, you'd think it's a purple patch life, but he seems to have all the skills. Like, he, he is a good player, um, a very good player. I think that's our left-back sorted for seasons. I, I don't. He's one of them where you can see him just staying with us for the next 10 years now and he'll be happy. And what better player to be doing it next to than Van Dijk or Vivd? Or whatever Chris calls him. Vivid, yeah. Vivid. Um, He's going to call him physics <laughs> next week. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's perfect for him. The, the team's set up well. He, he's an attacking uh, left-back anyway. He runs a lot. He, he's perfect for what our, we need in a full-back. He, we, we need another one of him on the right, and that will just be sorted for a long time now. Yeah, I agree. Chris, um, I want to put it here slightly differently, a bit not, not about his ability, but for me, something that stands out from his... His passion for playing for Liverpool is aggression. Um, when you see the second goal going yesterday, he's over there and he's absolutely losing his mind. He looks to me like somebody that understands this club very, very quickly, what it means to play for them, the standards you need to play for them. And he's never going to let that drop. That's my opinion on it. Do you agree? Uh, your, your opinion spot on, son. That, I mean, Robbo epitomises us, doesn't he, as fans in a player form. I mean, the spirit, the passion he shows, even when he's celebrating. There was one game at Anfield where we won, like, sort of 4-5-0. I think it may have been, or we scored 4-5 goals. I think it may have been the City game, I'm not sure, where if you go back and analyse it like some geeks like me would, he's the first one to run... <laughs> you up. didn't analyse fir- I did, I made notes. He's, okay. the first, he's the first one to run over to every goal scorer sort of in celebration with him. And that just, I mean, and he's playing, and some of the goals were scored sort of, you know, from so the right side as well. So you're saying he's, a, he's just a gagging? No, who? A gag. 
a gag in someone who's, who's not welcome. No, 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 he's not that. He's, 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 you're, you're, he's, you're the gag in on this pod. <laughs> you are a gag. Okay, if you explain like He's here for context, though. If you get context, I would have got it. But, affirmative uh, action. He's here for affirmative action. That's what it is. But he's brilliant. But, you know, I want to go back to Ian's point about sort of any other fullback smashes that across, right, That, that where, where, where he lays off the goal. I actually think him at Hull smashes that. I think it's... <laughs> I, I, I think even in his first sort of... If he played in the first couple of months, he smashes that across. I think the fact that he's training every day with quality like Bobby... Mane, Salah, etc., etc., and with a lot of times being spent with Klopp coaching him as well, I think that's been instilled in him. An Actorberg, yeah. <laughs> I think, I think, <laughs> I, I think that's been instilled in him. So yeah. that kind of composure, it comes with loads of time on a training ground, and and confidence as well. And you know. It, it, we talked about Salah, and I'm fed up talking about Salah. I don't want to talk about him anymore in case because we let, let Salah carry on scoring 50 goals. But the, 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 that goal for me was just Robertson's career, uh, Liverpool career, epitomizing just that sort of move, the composure, the confidence, and skill levels he shows. You know, everyone thought he's a basic fullback. That was the term used when we were linked with him. Ah, oh, he's just a basic fullback who runs up and down for um, Hull, was it? Yeah. But he's not. He's, he's come on leaps and bounds and he's actually I can't think of a better fullback in the Premier League uh, that I, a left back definitely a left back I can't think of a better left back that I'll take over him and it's, it's amazing that we got him for was it Stuart we swapped him with Stuart in Europe, wasn't it a, a, a pretty much they, they yeah. paid us we paid them Do amazing, you know, pretty much. amazing amazing um, yeah I, I, I look right back everything is all say on him um I think he's brilliant, and the, I was watching, I think it was an interview on LFC TV the other day with him, and they were showing little clips of him, you know, like from different angles of him during the game, and he he, he hits Raheem Sterling um, a bit late, and Raheem Sterling decides to have a little push at him, and he decides to throw his shoulder back into Sterling as if to say, yeah, fuck you, I'll sort you out now in a minute, and I love that about him. There's just something about him, he just feels like a Liverpool player. So early into it, into it. What Ian was saying about defenders, we, we, we don't have defenders who really enjoy defending. Robertson's one of them. You really, even though we've, we're talking about his attacking prowess, even going backwards, Ian, don't you think? He's, he loves defending. He loves getting stuck in, getting yeah. those tackles in. Do you know what I mean? He, he really likes that nasty side of the game as well. And he's a bit of a, you know, a, a niggly little fowler as well. I like it. Those little digs he has. I like that. Yeah, I think he's only, he's only, go on, Ian. Scottish. They fucking love a scrap. Yeah. yeah, that's true as well. Yeah. And let's not forget, it was only about four or five years ago we nearly quit. He, yeah. he was very close to quitting the game, so he's not. You know, you get some players who come through like United or Liverpool or Spurs who've been pampered the whole way through. He was playing for fucking Queen of the South or someone in front of forty people. Yeah. So that's why his attitude's bob on. I bet you he fucking buzzes every morning. He wakes up and he's I got to watch him. Yeah, I used to watch him then anyway. Yeah. Be he's in Klopp's face and he thinks I'm fucking going to work today and he skips there do you mean yeah, he's happy it. to be him you can see it in his play yeah absolutely he just he just looks to me like a Liverpool player very very quickly but look um, I've only about 10-12 minutes left we have a few things to get through first thing is um, the fat back four challenge um, listen we're very very serious about this we're trying really really hard um, I do, well three of us are Grizz I think Grizz fell off a massive wagon today but uh, we won't go into it. Um, but 
500 pounds was our target. We're now up to 400 pounds. Um, let's be honest about it. Let's be honest about it. 500 pounds isn't our target. We want to go beyond 500 pounds and well beyond it. That was our initial target. Um, I don't know, Matt. Have you got have you got the figures for this week? Or has anyone weighed themselves? No. No, uh, it's, 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 it's week off Easter. Yeah, it's it's Easter. So like, there's fucking all sorts of stuff going on. Um, I'm eating chocolate. Matt's eating chocolate. Ian's eating chocolate. I'm Grizz is having Easter. kebabs. Um, Grizz has exchanged. Muslim, Ch- I'm yeah. celebrating Easter though. Yeah, 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 yeah. Celebrating the worst jobs. But look, no, genuinely, I think all religions that give you chocolate, basically, you know that the fucking, <laughs> fucking sellouts. I weighed myself on Thursday, and I think I'm I'm down about eleven pound in total. But I don't know. That's probably gone fucking way the other way because I'm I'm drinking on since Friday. But um, look, we are deadly, deadly serious about this. It's on our pin tweet on the LFC Day Trippers timeline. Click on it. Donate whatever you can. It doesn't matter, pound, two pound, anything you have, get us over that target. And when we get over that target, we're going to annoy you even more. And we're going to fucking go after you on Twitter and all sorts of social media to get donations off you. Um, just just donate to us. And we are deadly serious. Because like, people probably have this idea that oh, these lads are only acting the bollocks. We're not. We're genuinely doing this. You know, Ian is on Ian is on eight calories a day. You know what I mean? It's fucking stupid. You know what I mean? Ian's on eight calories a day. That's how much it is. Grizz is down to... I've been having serious... I'm not joking. Serious mood swings. And it's because I'm fucking not eating my usual... My usual stuff. I'm... I'm... But what I will say is... Do you know, every time... The people who've donated so far have been amazing. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. But, but every time... Another Mars bar in me fucking gizzard. Do you know what I mean? Because I think I'm not gonna let yeah, I'm not gonna let them down. Well, (laughs) motivation for us, fuck it is. I know he's gagging in, I'm telling you. No, I'm serious. Go on here. Every time, every time there's a new donation, no matter how big, how small, it really does make you wanna try harder. Do you know what I mean? It does. That's not that's not black. Ma, um you you're the one with the least to lose, aren't you? Um, because you're fairly, you know, you're fairly fucking fit as it is. But no, after his birthday. Listen, no, I, no, I want to be serious. I want to be serious for a second. Um, Ma, you're probably the best to speak about this because you are the one that lose the least. That has to lose the least. Sorry, I'll get there in the end. But genuinely, aren't the lads trying? They really are fucking trying. Like, Chris did for a week, and then he had a bit of a, a oh, sad patch. No, he, he is. He, uh, he, he is smashing it. But, but we are. In, uh, I had a look last week. We're about forty-five pound in total between us. We've lost. Mm. And we've eight so weeks we're, to go. And there was me going to give Matt a birthday card. I just want to give. And we got him. We've got to make it up to hundred. Yeah, Matt. I just want to give a Matt a birthday shout everyone. It's Matt's birthday. So therefore, you know, I was going to write a card for him, but it's because he slagged me off. It looks like that. Now. Well, that's good. <laughs> that, oh my that, god, that's new. Yeah, I'll, Go, I, I was gonna crack I was on. Gonna fill it, I was gonna fill it out, but then I realised, you know, you fucking mute like, him. The cunt. I'm just gonna give yeah, it. I'm just gonna give it to my next door neighbour yeah, now. Fucking. Well, you're definitely, you're definitely not gonna fucking post it because you're not able to post anything. Um, but <laughs> now, so we what we so forty six pound down. We fifty four left. Um, or fifty five left to beat us. So over eight weeks, what's uh, that? Gav's gone. Yeah, you froze. Ah, am I still there? Am I? Yeah, there yeah, you go. Yeah, sorry. Um, I thought you'd cut Grizz off and cut yourself by accident. <laughs> no, but well, I'd say we need we need about we need about seven pound a week between us for eight weeks now. 
and, and yeah. we will get past that. But genuinely, people, just just if you can donate, no matter how small or how you know, any donation is taken, and it will get us, and it's for a great cause, all the hate. Um, and we're genuinely about this, and we keep going on about it every week until we're done. Um, the night of the Champions League final, I think, is our last night. And if if we get over the hundred pound in Liverpool or in Kiev, um, it's all going to go off. But look, um, simple. If you if you don't care or you don't love kids or you want kids to die, don't give any. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that, that. You see, we are getting to that stage where we're going to do something like that where we're going to go. Do you want kids to die? Do you know what I mean? It's going to be like, you know the ads you see on the telly late at night? It's going to be one of those. Um, but lads, two two things I want to finish off with. Um, I want you to pick me a team for City on Wednesday. And I want you to give me a prediction for City on Wednesday. Um, Ian, I'll come to you first on that. Give me a team and give me a prediction for the first leg, please. Uh, the team would be Lovren in for Matty and the, and the same back four. People call him for Klein. You don't start Klein after nearly a year out against Man City first game in the Champions League. And like I said earlier, Trent's problem isn't with his isn't with his defending, it's with his positioning, so I think he'll be he'll do okay. Midfield. <coughs> or I don't think our midfield the other day were very proactive, but I think they're perfect to play against Man City because Man City will come right at us. So is Chan back? Is Chan fit? I'm gonna say that Chan is fit. Just go with go with the fact. If, Ch- okay. if Chan's fit, I'd go with Chan, Anderson, and Wijnaldum. Okay, and the front three. Wijnaldum does well at home, yeah. And the front three are the front three. And prediction, a- I would I would suck you off right now for a two goal lead. So three one, because they will score. They are lads. If any of you can guarantee a two goal lead, mm-hmm. Ian is available. Um, and no, all, no, are we? Then, I said I'd suck you off. I'm not going around Twitter. I'm not one of them. Yeah, I know, but when you say I'll suck you off, you're talking to thousands of people. You know what I mean? Was I'll, it suck, me I'll suck you all off in the Champions League. I'm not asked. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> doesn't give a fuck anymore. <laughs> Matt, I've got time Matt, for that. Do you, do you disagree with any of Ian's team? Uh, yeah, I start Minulay in goal. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I, I pick the exact team Ian's just picked. Um, there's not a chance I even consider Klein. It's a, no, no it's, a, it's, a, it's a mad shout. Yeah. Trent stays in. <clears throat> uh, yeah, midfield. Yeah, M.A., Genie, Hendo for me. So, yeah, that, that's what Ian said, wasn't it? Yeah. So I'll stick with that. <clears throat> We're smashing them 2-0. Okay, Grizz, are you disagreeing with any of that team? And just give me the team, Grizz. No, uh, the, <laughs> the, the Trent shouts are mad. So, uh, uh, sorry, Klein shouts are mad. Trent stays in. I think uh, if if Chan is fit, then it's Hendo, Chan, and Ox, not Ginny, and the front three for me. And your prediction? Prediction uh, two all to us. Two all to us, as usual. Um, Grizz, firmly on that fence. Um, for me, yeah. Carries in goal, I think the fat back or the the fat back four, the the back four. We need we need a big fat fuck. <laughs> imagine me trying to catch fucking Sane down the yeah, left. Yeah, I know, but you'd probably beat the other prick in the air instead of fucking Madam going off on a wander. Um, yeah. But the back four, yeah, the same. I will go with Jan Henderson and Oxley Chamberlain. I think when Adam is hardly out of form. Um, oh, same as me, Gav. Yeah, and I go with the front three. And my prediction for Wednesday night is two-one Liverpool. Um, last thing, lads. Um, random topic. Now, uh, 
you've all seen this earlier. It's it's random. It's going to come up on people's screens now. Basically, it, it's it's all about pills. Um, take pick two pills. So here they are. I'll list them out for people that are going to listen on the podcast. Pill one, look 15 years younger. Pill two, read minds for three days. Pill three, forget about your ex. Pill four, eat without gaining weight. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're going to say. <laughs> they uh, sound very uh, selected. Pill five, add, pills, yeah. add five centimetres to your height. <laughs> <laughs> add pill Are six. Pill six, six <laughs> pill six, become super strong. Pill seven, have a lot of money. Pill eight, always feel happy. Or pill nine, get millions of followers. You have to, <coughs> sorry, you have to pick two of them. Grizz, I'm going to come to you first. What two are you picking? Okay, so read minds. I can read your minds all day long. I don't need a pill for that. Um, don't go through the whole lot. Just say. I'm just thinking. I'm just thinking. Hold on. Followers, millions of followers. Followers don't interest me. Oh, yeah, all right, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, Mr. ICK. Sell, uh, sell, sell one of your kids for another fucking follower, you. If that said billions of followers, you would have went for it. Millions of followers. See, see, for me, for, see, oh, it's gone off screen now. Shit, bring it back to someone. Okay, but bring it back for me, to you. For me, it seems like, look... What I'll do is I'll bring it onto the screen until we're finished talking about yeah, it. Yeah, it's, 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 ob- it's obvious for me, it seems like the one that says... The one that the pill that lets you eat what you want when you want without getting putting on weight. I think that's a dream pill for me. Um, and be happy. There's nothing better than being happy. That's you know, so nobody wants shit. to. So I, I think I'd go for being happy pill. Although okay. Matt's offered me happy pills in the past, but I don't, I'm not talking about them once. But um, but yeah, I think that one and the that eating was one without losing weight. The eating, 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 eating without losing, uh, uh, putting on weight. Okay, no worries. Matt, what are you, what, who are you going for? Um, I would, I'm a shallow bastard, so yeah. I would go with loads of followers. Yeah. 100%. And, and I know you're going to pick the five centimetre, so I'm going to do it. So you're you're still not closer to me <laughs> than you ready for. <laughs> 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 I love it. Five centimeters. Okay, Ian, what are you going for? Uh, I don't need extra height. I oh. don't need. Uh, I think if you're happy, you don't really need money anyway, because you're happy anyway, aren't you? So I, I would go with being happy, which is what number eight. I haven't got them in front of me. I've yeah, number eight. Got a, got a memory. Number eight, <laughs> and. I would say uh, just scan whatever I want because I'm fucking running on oak cakes at the minute, so mm-hmm. that's, that's what I'd be all right. That's, that's what I'd do. Okay. Um, I'm not going for the five centimetres of height. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, because you know what? We get great laughing over, so I'm not fucking doing it. Uh, so I would go with... Um, <laughs> I'd have I'd want, I want loads of money and I want to eat without gaining weight. It's it's as simple as that. Um, loads of, a couple of people are coming in there with their own things. People saying seven and eight, loads of money and be happy. Yeah, I suppose not too bad. I I think if you're really happy, you don't need money anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Ian with the philosophical one. Philosophical oh, if you have money, yeah. you're already happy. Yeah. If I could have five five extra centimeters on another part of my body, I'd have probably picked that. But your arms, is like it? your ears. It's because of a given. Your shoulders to support that head. Just one ear longer. <laughs> 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 
Gene said to me it was on one ear and two on the other. <laughs> oh, fuck that. Uh, right, listen, uh, where are we going? Yeah, an hour and ten minutes. I think we leave it at that. Lads, um, thanks a million for joining me. Matt, Grizz, Ian, I've been Gav. That's been the Fatback 4. We'll be back next week. Um, who have we got? Oh, yeah, we'll be talking about the fourth leg of City and we have... Oh, Everton, haven't we? Um, so, yeah, it should be a good one. Massive week. week, massive week. As I said before, um, get on there. Uh, oh, sorry, Steve-O and Jimmy are also doing our weight loss challenge, but they're celebrating Easter as well. So we'll all be back next week with our weights and our updates and hopefully work up from that £46 <clears> and closing in on 50 and beyond. Um, but as we said, pin tweet on the Day Trippers feed. Click on it, donate what you can. That's the most important thing to us. Um, I barely doing all this, to be honest with you. Uh, so... Get the donations in. Uh, keep an eye out for us on Twitter during the week. You know all our handles; they're all on that uh, post there at the bottom of the screen. Uh, get involved with us. Talk to us. Um, we'll try not to insult you or, or abuse you. Um, we'll try really hard at that as well. And <laughs> yeah, that's been us. That's been the Fatback Four. We'll talk to you next week. Over now. Some cars are comfy on the inside, but don't have power on the outside. And some cars have the horsepower, but none of the comfort. I used to think there weren't any cars that were the total package. But that all changed when I got my Honda SUV. It's rugged and sophisticated. And right now, Honda has deals on the entire Honda SUV lineup. CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, you name it. So if you're looking for a car that's the total package, the only place you'll find it is at your local Honda dealer. Hurry before they're all gone. Worried about mom or dad falling? The Symphony Medical Alert System from CVS Health helps make their home safer, even if you can't be there. Symphony works with voice activation or a care button they can opt to wear, along with smart sensors for coverage around the home. With 24-7 emergency response and an app to tie it all together, you can monitor your loved one's well-being for enhanced peace of mind. Terms and conditions apply. Learn more about Symphony at cvs.com symphony or find it at your nearest CVS Health hub. Sports Social Podcast Network.